0: Welcome to the Re-Evolve Media Revolution podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity and capitalism. I'm your host, Jordan Lewis, and today we are joined by a very special guest, an underground hip-hop artist from Halifax. He goes by the name Hodder, and he's here to talk to us about the importance of taking risks as an underground artist and inspiring social change as an entrepreneur. A cultural shift has been in the making for decades and we are currently at a point where maximum effort is required on all fronts in order to make the vision a reality. Goals have been in sight for a long time albeit far from their hypothetical roots which have shifted into the wonderment of what is on the other side. We tread forward optimistically, no longer seeking proficiency but rather mastery through strategically applying the knowledge we have acquired and ultimately fulfilling our life's purpose. Isn't it intriguing that each breath we take is part of the progress that we make? Every action in some way contributes to the result. All that and more in this conversation with Hotter. Enjoy.
1: What is up everybody? I'm here with Hotter, based out of Halifax. How are you doing, Hotter? Good man, how about yourself? Good bro, I've been doing really well. And I, I, it looks like you've been doing really well as well, considering how hard it is to get a hold of you. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just been yeah. busy lately. It's been busy as hell. Yeah, man. And in the best way possible. You want to tell me a bit about what's keeping you busy in details? Because I know, I know we've come a, a long way from, uh, what was it called, from Dapper Redneck Records. Yeah, we've come a long way, you know. A we, long uh, way. We stopped our redneck-osity and... Uh... <laughs>
2: Yeah man, I don't know like I can't remember if we were talking last time but like the reason we walked away from Dapper Redneck Records as a name was because like the word redneck kind of became like synonymous with racism and we're it like, "Okay, hey, well that's puts you
1: in a box, yeah." Yeah,
2: and it puts you in a box, so it's not applicable to a whole lot of people. I wanted to create a more inclusive brand and space around the the label that I was creating with my partner Blossom Complex. So, we yeah. came up with Ibex Music Group and uh Anybody who hasn't, like, really paid any attention or has, hasn't even seen Ibex, uh, Ibex is the largest, most aggressive species of goat. Goat and hip-hop oh, yeah. being greatest of all time. Um, and so that's, that's the name that we went with. That's what we've been rolling with. Um, and, man, we've just been flat out. We've got a lot of new signees since the last time that we were talking. Hey, that's um, amazing. Yeah, man. It's uh, We've been really fortunate. Everybody here is very like-minded you know we've, our number one priority is just supporting the hip hop scene right now because you know i i view it as you know if we're the greatest in the city well, what does that mean if nobody's paying attention to the city so if we can help put the city on um and do and and do every effort that we can to kind of bring some attention from outside of the maritimes to halifax it's good because man we got a lot of talent but we don't have the same spotlight that you get in a lot of the other big cities in Canada just based on simply population
1: the fact that we're kind of tucked off to the right hand side of the country. For sure. Yeah, it must be harder to get uh people from out of town to come venture through as well, I'm assuming. Oh, it's brutal, man. We had the uh we had the Tony Yeo show slated for
2: a Halifax and Moncton show dates and they had to cancel yeah. it. Uh, no um, way. Yeah, DJ Who Kid was gonna come through New Year's and do A couple shows, like host some events, that got canceled. Um, Man. Yeah, man.
1: At least people are trying, but I I guess it doesn't really matter if you're only trying and then failing.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and there's no one individual person to blame. I can't even really blame the artists, so to speak. Like, it's you know 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 the reasons
1: for the cancellations?
2: (sighs) I don't. They were super vague on the announcements, too. And even, like, the colleagues that I have that were... On the teams for whether it was hosting, promoting, or opening, yeah, and they got like very, very vague information back from the
1: promoters or the touring managers. So, man, I hope it wasn't a scenario. This is the first thing that comes to my mind. I hope it wasn't a scenario where like I already got the bag. Yeah, peace peace (laughs) out, peace out on the lower key shows. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. And that's something that kind
2: of passed through my mind. But um, most of the events already had pre-sold the numbers that they expected to get Um, and they were damn close to fucking selling out the shows. So it's like, you know, they were, they were bigger venues yeah, and the money would have been there and it it was in the contract too; like, they couldn't back out of, for the Yale show anyway, I know for a fact it was slated in the contract that they weren't able to back out due to poor attendance. Um, And that definitely wasn't the case. So I think it was a personal reason but it just sucks like we seem to always get
1: the we always get the shit end of the stick when it comes to (laughs) stuff like that yeah man i feel you and so is that kind of taken into what inspired you to go on your own tour now big time man like it's big time love it yeah like
2: it's it's pretty hard to get any attention out east unless you move like you got to move out west a little bit you know whether it's like we're hitting Quebec City, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. That's just right now. I do have plans for like in the near future to come out and see you guys. Um, Absolutely, you have to.
1: Oh man, I'd love to. And it's it's like nobody's, in the top nobody's of my doing priorities. it like that, you know? Nobody's no, even doing it's it how you're already doing it. Yeah.
2: No, no everybody kind of expects you cuz we're in the digital age of everything's viral, everything's accessible, but like Yeah. It's still you know, there's something to be said about somebody that goes through all the effort to like coming to see one person. And it's For sure. i like, got a lot of streams, even like Montreal is a big one for me. Montreal, excuse me, Montreal, Calgary, Toronto, are some of my biggest streaming cities in the yeah. country. Um, And so it's like, okay, well, you know, sure I'm getting streams from there, but that's only 0. 0.0007 cents a stream on Spotify. Like, why? And I'm dumping, you know, a lot of money annually into Absolutely. like Facebook ads and Google ads and whatever just to get those streams. It's like, why wouldn't I organize a tour with some of my favorite artists from my city and link up with some of the amazingly talented individuals from these cities with a good promotion team and, you know, flip our regular marketing budget into a touring budget that's going to garner, you know, substantially higher results? It'll be good for streams, I think. I'm oh, I believe to see it. how that turns out. But I mean yeah. there's there's something to be said in just like an artist paying out of pocket to come and network and meet with these people and, and put a show on. Um and it's like and even the way we're setting up the shows, it's like I go to Toronto, man, and I recognize the fact that I'm fucking nobody. So we're staggering these shows. Um, uh, the artists I'm torn with, like we're staggering. The Toronto local artists, they're not my openers, man. These are my peers. These are my these are my colleagues. Word. I'm staggering their setup and their sets in between like my sets and the Ibex artist sets. Because it's like, man, like really we're guests in your city. The fact that you are bringing your crowd out to help support us and we're all putting this show on together. It's like, you're
1: not my opening artists. Like, we're doing this shit together. Man, that's awesome. I love that. And I feel like this is uh is representative of a trend that I feel is necessary like a natural step, and that has to kind of occur. And what comes to my mind is like uh, you can go faster alone, but further together. And operating as a community, especially in Canada, where the hip hop scene isn't as um, vibrant or on fire as yeah. it is in the states, or even in Canada, we just have our hotspots. Um, it, it's you're doing something that I haven't really heard of, and that I really believe will bring some heat and spotlight into to Halifax. Thank you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel as though that that is the ultimate goal, or do you think that maybe repositioning Ibex to another location might be within the cards as well? I'm not going to say
2: anything's off the table. Um, Okay. You know, Halifax is our home. Halifax is our base. Um, I can't see myself leaving Halifax. Like, I am to Halifax as, as, you know, as Eminem will be to Detroit. Like, I'll travel. No worries. But, like, at the end of the day, I want to come back and, you know, I want to show the people in my city that like no like this is achievable like you know there's no For reason sure. Halifax isn't on the map we got so much talent it's just we're not organized and that's that's kind of to a fault of our own. Um, and I think if we can get out there and garner some attention, um, bring the attention back here then it kind of gives a motivating factor to other
1: artists in the city to you know get organized. Okay, I feel you to kind of yeah inspire other people to to do something same or similar or at least get involved in what you're doing. Yeah, and I think there's a huge opportunity for that, and I'm glad that you're chasing that because what I feel, especially over the last few years with uh, the shutdowns and everything, is that people have kind of lost the 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 understanding and what the feeling of it is like to be at a live performance and feel the energy and get yeah. to know somebody on that like intimate personal level of uh, attending their show. No 100% man
2: like in Halifax live shows came back in a big way and they kind of plateaued yeah. after that. Oh really? And I don't really know why like it seems weird to me because like they came back big like you could sell out a hip hop show in almost any fucking venue in Halifax when we opened things back up. Yeah. But now it's kind of slowed down again.
1: Um, maybe and initially people had like a, a budget that wasn't being spent before and then they kind of just like sh- shot it right at the beginning. That could definitely be it. Could um, be.
2: And I think a lot of people just had cabin fever. Like, they looked for any oh, yeah. opportunity they had to get out.
1: To get out of their system, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, f- I feel you on that. Um, Let's talk more about uh, the tour in itself, like the logistics of organizing it and putting it together. Because I see you've got uh, your team with Ibex Music Group. You've got yourself, Hotter, Frantic, Kid Coffin, Lil Frieza. And Blossom Complex, and then, like you said, you're putting on other local artists as well. That Honestly, man, it sounds like so much work, and that's all on top of releasing your recent project as well. Uh, Sorry, I've been off the radar just a couple months ago this January, which has 18 tracks on it, which is nothing short of impressive as well. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's been busy as hell, like,
2: setting up the shows... It'd be different if I was familiar with the market, but the first thing that I had to realize was like that I'm I'm not familiar with the markets, and in each city has their own their own etiquette and their own way that you know you go about booking shows. Um, Okay,
1: see, here's the thing: is I wouldn't, I have no idea, and you, I don't think anybody would really know that unless they they tried. You know what I mean? No, that's it. It's uh,
2: you know, I I was ignorant in assuming that. Every show was gonna be similar
1: to how you would book an event in Halifax. Yeah. Um I mean and you this look is at It's just tra- the s- the staging phase. Oh, you don't even know time. how it's gonna progress. Yeah.
2: No, that's it. It's like so the first thing that I wanted to do was make sure that we had venues lined up. Absolutely. Which, which is what you'd do in Halifax is make sure you have a venue before you bring on a promoter. Uh-huh. But then I found like in Toronto it was almost like if you're coming from outside of the city or even outside of the province, like you had to have a promoter somebody that was gonna vouch for you
1: to secure the venue. Someone that's already local and well known?
2: Yeah, you had to have somebody that oh, was plugged no. in. Oh dude. And what? it's like it's like I don't know what the image is of like the Maritimes like out in Berta, but like, dude, in Toronto, everybody seemed to be like, Man, you guys have hip hop out there? Like it's not just sea shanties and fucking <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, well, I mean there's a lot of that, but uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> it was like have <laughs> you heard of like have you heard of classified like is gotta, classified from halifax yeah man classified no so I, yeah man i grew up like 10 minutes away from classified like one of my favorite what? bars is right around the corner from like some of the houses that he owns like no way he grew up in enfield which is out behind the airport it's more yeah. rural nova scotia um yeah. and it's, come, it's funny
1: as hell yeah how come he hasn't put halifax on the map because honestly like Maybe uh, through research, I probably would have been able to find out that he's from there. But uh, otherwise, this this feels like the first time I'm hearing it. I don't think. I think in the beginning of his career,
2: there was a lot of effort to put Halifax on the map because, like you know, Jordan, like JRDN, like you can have it all.
1: Yeah, he's from Halifax. No way. Yeah,
2: and Class put him on. Yeah, there was a bunch of other artists, but it's. it comes back full circle to what I was saying where it's just like our biggest issue is that we don't, we're not organized. Yeah. class did initially back in the day try to put Halifax on. There was a lot of effort there. Um, And there was a lot of dope artists that he was working with in his camp. But, it came to the point where I think, you know, the payoff wasn't there because he didn't want to take the food out of the artist's mouth. So, he wasn't making a lot of a lot of return on all of the effort he was putting in and booking the Same. studio time lining up the features mixing mastering beats production music videos tours like he was taking care of all that and from what i understand he had to basically chase people down to get them to do their work
1: um, man and, and that's that what, tired. One of my worries is for you as well in the, this upcoming adventure you're taking on big time man and it's like the
2: and that's one of the big things that, like, I've tried to make sure that we take care of right out the gate is like the people that I sign. I look at their patterns and their and their habits. Um yeah. And so, like Kid Coffin, for example, Kid Coffin took a little break off from music before we signed him, but that was because he was pursuing a real estate license in order to help continue funding a music career. Uh huh. And he was working his. Bag off man Like like he was putting in a lot of time With the courses um, And doing all the exams And it was like okay like Your work ethic is still there Your attention has shifted But once yeah. you conquer these exams And you have your real estate license Now you're going to have the bag You're going to have a little bit more time And you're going to be less financially stressed Which means For sure. I won't have to step in And offer as much in the line Of an advance as much as I can just manage it, make sure that like I'm taking care of all the back end shit and you can just focus on music um and I it's similar you. with that to all of our artists um and we're we try to line up people who are like-minded in the sense that like your number one priority is making sure that we're focusing on the music for um, sure
1: your core core motivation and inspiration
2: is is centered in hip hop. Exactly, making sure, you know, the music's tight, the scene is being well represented, um, and, like, our big thing is feeding each other. Like, I should just make the IBEX, I talk about it a lot, I should just make, like, the IBEX fucking contract public because, like, we refuse to take any more than uh, 49% of anybody's publishing or masters just because, like, Man, I don't care how much money I put behind you. Like, you created the work, Um, and then once you, like, once the artist hits the amount of money that we put into them, once we get that initial investment back, like we roll everything back to about fifteen percent. Hey, okay. Because I'm just like, man, like I want to make sure that our artists are taken care of, and it's a big thing for me that like that they feel
1: in control of their masters and their well, publishing dude, it, too it's even beautiful so what i'm hearing is that 49% you're even taking is is just to get net zero on the advance on the advancements A
2: 100% i just want to make Whoa. sure that we make our money back and our back is covered in that sense yeah um, because like realistically to me like my time is free but my money isn't mm-hmm. um i just want to make sure that we can get the money back cuz i'll keep putting the time in man as long as you're putting in the time and the effort and you're showing it interest and progressing, like man, you got my time, endless amounts of my time. Yeah, it do but I, did, I need to make sure the money comes back. Yeah, exactly, hundred yeah, percent.
1: To be honest, man, from what I've heard, and this is just me randomly perusing the internet and stuff like that, but uh, typically artists don't even get a cut; they just wait, have to wait until their advance is paid back. Yeah, it's brutal, man. So, like, what we're doing is, you know, at forty nine percent, you're still taking
2: home fifty one percent of your royalties. Yeah. Um, and if somebody comes into money by chance, you can just pay off like what you have remaining on the advance, and mm-hmm. we we'll roll back our our royalties. Like in that sense, it's not for us to make any money. It's literally just so we can enrich the scene and make sure that our investment is going to be recouped um, for sure. Because yeah, I just want to see the city succeed, man, to see the artists who have so much talent and so much passion for their craft have the yeah. opportunity to kind of get their music out there in a more organized platform
1: for sure. And you're you're fairly confident in your screening process as well, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, the Halifax hip hop scene is so tight knit that like I'm able to analyze a lot of people. Um and there's been people that have come across and like asked to join iBex and it's like, well, we're not a club, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's there's got to be some level of
0: exclusivity.
2: Yeah. And, like, now that being said, like, whenever we host a show, I still have a lot of people who aren't IBEX signees come in. They're associates, they're friends, they're, you know, they're still part of the family, but they're not, they're not IBEX funded. Um, and I just, I like having people on because, you know, we bring their crowd out. Um, we get to share a little bit of the limelight. Um, and I get to see their performance. And there's so much I get to learn too from watching other people perform. Uh, Uh huh. And I get to pick up a little bit of, profile them a little bit and see what kind of artists they are, if they're a diva. I got no time for divas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, that's no, the worst, man. worst angle of person to work with. Yeah, they're brutal. Um, yeah.
2: And like in hip hop, man, you run into so many divas.
1: Well, people, like, Yeah, people just don't tend to check their ego at the door, you know? No, exactly. And it's like, man, like, I get it. You
2: got it. There's a there's got to be a little part of you that thinks like you're great in order to like not absolutely hate everything that you record and listen back to.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, like,
2: be proud of what you create, right? <laughs> no, exactly. Because there's always going to be that little part of you that's like when you listen to something, like you leave the studio, you got your sample or your demo with you, you're driving home, you hit it on. Like, man, unless your ego is like godly, there's still going to be a part of you that's like, fuck, that just sounds like something I made. And like, oh man, it I hear you.
1: But there's got there's got to be a, a syndrome name for that or something.
2: Yeah, there's there's got to be something. There's got to be a name for it. But, yeah. But if yeah, if we can find a way to like make sure that we're getting people that aren't totally you know stuck up fucking divas, like that's the way to yeah. go. I'm blessed. Like the people that we're working with are all, you know. Sometimes sometimes we got to check everybody's egos every now and then, even myself. But like eh, the part crew of that human. I've surrounded myself with, are are just really wholesome, solid individuals. And and we're really fortunate in that sense. Like the IBEX crew is, you know, we're all looking out for one another and we're trying to keep our egos in check. And we're relying on each other for that sometimes too.
0: And taking a quick break, we are going to listen to a track by Hotter. This one is titled Hours and Hours. Enjoy.
3: And now I'm wondering about the payout I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm worrying that there's no way out Cause everybody wants to see But not everybody wants to go And everybody says they're fans But now I'm playing at an empty show And this happens all too much Yeah, how does not the only one to know Hard to be from a musical province, but name ten local artists you know Because I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm wondering about the payout I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm worrying that there's no way out This a game y'all was dreaming to play But got started and you didn't know where to go Now, this game takes every moment of my day I'm now worried cause I got something to show the time I go to sleep Man, music is my baby And I'm tending to its needs I always push the pen And then I'm changing up the schemes Of the rap, so local, bro Shout out to these locals on the scene Best believe you're being seen On the microphone Or at home on television screens Real's what I keep Trying to be a better man Finally got a platform I can shout out to my fans Whether you're a veteran Or one of those who just began Best believe in you Cause I believe you can So don't spend the rest of your life Wondering what if You ain't gotta pop the s- Hit. If it's in you, then it's in your toolkit And that's legit, that's the truest sh- that's ever been writ The high from this music is the brightest kind of lit So keep practicing your craft and just commit We all start out just the brightest type of kids I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm wondering about the payout I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm worrying that there's no way out This a game I was dreaming to play But got started and you didn't know where to go one day I'm not worried cause I got something to show To everybody hitting me up, I'ma raise up this cup Just to you, I'm saluting your love I'm glad to have you sharing my accomplishments but take a minute, man, check out my accomplices I'm not trying to come off as cocky or overconfident The way we're digging in these crates, you swear that we're geologists Shout out to my city, though we really be on top of this This is how to spitting truth up on a blossom mix A Popeye of hip-hop and cowboy boots If a sailor hit from the sticks can do this, you can too And if you ever lose your way, know I got faith in you Put the pen to the paper and just keep that sh- true I won't sugarcoat it, man, this industry's a- b- 25 to 1 is the chance to get rich And that's with a record deal Imagine independence Keep up in your game And I know we all can make it Cause I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm wondering about the payout I just keep putting in these hours and hours And now I'm worrying that there's no way out This a game I was dreaming to play But got started and you didn't know where to go Now This game takes every moment of my day I'm not worried cause I got something to show I just keep putting in these hours and hours And and now I'm wondering about the payout I just keep putting in these hours and hours And and now I'm worrying that there's no way out This a game I was dreaming to play But got started and you didn't know where to go Now
2: The ibex crew is you know we're all looking out for one another and we're trying to keep our egos in check and we're relying on each other
1: for that sometimes too yeah for sure man well that's the best type of circle to have to be honest where everybody especially if everybody is self-aware that they have room to grow and can acknowledge that the most growth will come from the people that they surround themselves with like yeah that's, uh i don't know not a lot of people get to that stage in life they they stick with their ego and they're like oh man i'm the best like i have no mentors i Can't really improve. The only improvements are going to come from within. Yeah. Which is a route to take, but yeah, I think I said this before, but uh, faster alone, further together. Yeah, Um, that's actually a really good quote. (laughs) I forget where it comes from. I definitely did not make that up. Uh, I was going to ask, though, how old is Ibex Music Group? Two and a half.
2: Yeah, about two and a half years old. Two Two and and a half years old. We only really started pushing it as... Like, I was releasing music under Ibex Music Group in 2021, I believe. Um, Yeah, that would have been the... Our first release was Off My Chest in 2021. Okay. Um, And then we had a follow-up release, which was Lil' Frieza later that year. Um, And I had some singles and stuff drop. But we didn't really focus on expanding the label. Until 2022, when we added Kid Coffin as a signee and brought Frantic on as more, in, in more of an associate position. Um, and yeah, so our big focus right now is is kind of expanding the label, but not going yeah. too big to the fact to the point that like I can't manage everybody and you're not getting my full attention. Um, um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I don't want to stretch it too thin. Um, without building like the the administration side of it first like i want to have For people, sure i want to have people on our team in you know a booking agent position and a managerial position before we start adding too too many artists and then they just feel you know they feel a little shorthanded because you know, you're signed to a label which of course does have some limitations and you're not feeling like you're getting you know enough attention enough recognition and
1: yeah which is common in common in like larger labels as well, where artists don't even get a chance to release their music for a couple of years because they have like a a release process where they need other, their other artists to release at a certain time frame.
2: Yeah, exactly, and that's something that like even now with four or five artists signed to us, like it's something that we are running into. So I'm trying to, Oof. I'm trying to like, it, we're fortunate in the sense that like our our core audiences. Don't really conflict each other. Like Kid Coffin has his own fan base and Lil Frieza has his own fan base. I've got my fan base, which crosses over to a little bit of theirs just because of the work that we do together. But yeah, it's easy enough. I'm primarily an artist that releases albums. I still like doing singles just because, like, algorithmically it's favorable. Yeah. Like, I can kind of move my stuff around to make everybody else's stuff flow a little better and not conflict with other releases. Um, And then we've got pop artists who are like so far removed from the hip-hop side of it that, man, that doesn't conflict with our release schedule whatsoever. Um, Interesting. I didn't know that was an angle of your business there. Yeah, so it's we kind of got into it by Fluke. Uh, The artist is Tierna Matheson, who's primarily a producer, but does a lot of pop features within our... Artists' work or Halifax-based artists' work. Um, uh, I hear you. Yeah, man. And Tyrion's insanely talented, but also, like I say, is more so leaning into the production wing of Ibex. Um, so it's nice, you know. We get we get the pop side of things, and we get in-house pop artists. Um, but it's not something I'm focusing too too much on. Not to say Ibex is strictly a hip hop label. But it's just the network that I understand the most so I can make sure that if we're releasing things under the hip hop genre, we can kind of optimize the release a little better with the knowledge that I have in that field as opposed
1: to pop, which I'm not as well versed in. For sure. And I'm sure there's a a lot of overlap because it is is, the same, if not very similar industries, right? Releasing music, creating fan base the process that it takes from start to finish to, to enable a project. And I like how you mentioned that you are more of an album artist because I feel like that's, it's not a lost art, but the way that you do it again is so, it's it's true to the album form, like your skits being implemented in them as well are just, yeah. uh, they're beautiful, man. It's like, it's like art. It's like I'm actually watching or listening to like, I guess what I would call like a season of a TV show, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And that's kind of how we set it up. Like I want it to be You know, the first
2: one was Laid Off LP, which was like the story of how we started. Then there was Off My Chest, which was like, you know, it was like my dark, aggressive hip hop exploration. And then, like, you can kind of catch a reference to Off My Chest in Sorry I've Been Off the Radar. Yeah, yeah. um, Because it's like, you know, the very opening scene is Lil Frieza introducing me on acceptance speech. um, Yeah. And being like, you know, somebody in the crowd is heckling them, like, what can you say about the events of Off My Chest? And it's like, <laughs> you know, we keep going. It's like, we're pretending that didn't happen because we're so ashamed I shot the doctor. Like, you know, we keep... So, you're right. It's, <laughs> we're trying to build it, like, season after season after season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's beautiful because I, I honestly don't know anybody else who does it like that. And if you, uh, if you do it back to back to back, like, you see that trend even though it's like uh these projects are months years apart yeah yeah it's it's dope man i was going to ask though you've you've taken on such a large role in the industry and you're doing stuff so uniquely and probably better than i've ever seen it done who are your mentors like who are you taking advice from where are you getting all the information to do things the way that you've done things and I guess more in particular to how Ibex music group operates
2: yeah so there's you know I definitely have a lot of different influences like on the mogul side of things um the business end the business end of things I definitely look (laughs) a lot to like when I'm sitting down in meetings and stuff I'm trying to channel my inner Jay-Z um because like that dude's like the most connected motherfucker in hip hop. Like he's quite possibly the most powerful man in the genre. Dude,
1: um, you're the second person to bring him up in within 48 hours to me. So that's <laughs> that's saying something absolutely. No man, Jay is Jay is if I can channel even
2: a, a fraction of the energy that he brings as far as as a business sense goes, like I'm doing yeah. something good. Um, well, yeah, he's not a businessman. He's a businessman, yeah. like. <laughs> but uh, and then there's definitely classified. Like, I'm. I look a lot to Class's early days. Like, Class got started back in 1995. He was doing music as a white artist in hip hop. You know, five year or you know, four years before Eminem was even, you know, uh, a yeah a thing that people could process seeing commercial success in the genre. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, class has been around for a while, and if you look at the early days of him getting started, it was similar in the regards to struggles as a Nova Scotian artist coming out. Um, Toronto had their thing; they didn't need us. Like, what what value do we? What value did a Nova Scotian artist bring to Toronto? You know, for sure. So you got to yeah. kind of carve your own little, um, your own little fan base, and and create your value there. Um, the same with Ottawa, you know, we did a Newfoundland tour last year. Um, and it's just about like, you know, studying the way class did it back in the day and you can find it on his book off the beaten path. Um, he went through it, like basically it's a step-by-step manual and another great person to look at as an independent artist. If you're trying to make it out is tech nine, you look at the early days of tech nine, that
1: dude is a fucking blueprint for independent artist success. Hey, Okay. Like how how did you stumble across um, these concepts though? Like how did you know where to look yourself? A lot of trial and error, man. That's a just lot of fucking bro. around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of kind of I guess uh, tiering or differentiating all the information that you got, and then realizing what's the most impactful or most uh, relevant to you. Exactly. Like you know, I process a lot of information, and then yeah. I look at like the common denominators. That's um, awesome, bro. And now we get to filter it through you and. Provide it to anybody who could benefit from it.
2: That's it, man. And that's a big thing, too, is, like, everybody, a lot of the guys in Halifax are asking me about, you know, can we collaborate and start doing shows and stuff together? Yeah. Um, just because, okay, like, and again, I'm not fucking anybody, man. I'm just, I'm just hotter. I'm Liam Hotter from fucking Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. But- I've been fortunate enough to be in this position now where, okay, we just lined up a tour, like logistically. Yeah. It could all go to shit yet. Knock on wood, it doesn't. But on paper, everything's laid out. We had a really successful 2022. We opened for a lot of great artists. We did a lot of great shows. So people are starting to see that, like, okay, you know, I'm not totally stupid. Uh, I'm not entirely. <laughs> if you ask my girlfriend, it's a totally different answer. But like, people are oh, starting shit. to see that the, uh, <laughs> you know, that, we can organize these shows, and they're eager to start working with us, which is great, because the more knowledge that I can share and the limited knowledge that I have that I can share, um, the more these guys are going to be able to start doing things 100% on their own. They're Absolutely. not going to need me, and it's better for
1: the city, and it's better for the scene. Um, and you know what, bro? you You've done all the footwork, and you're like- <laughs> I don't know how else to put this, but you're like carrying carrying these people not carrying the people on your back, but carrying the city on your back. I'm trying to man. I just want
2: to give everybody a platform that they can you know stand up on and successfully host shows that aren't getting
1: canceled um, the dope headliners why what's your what's your motivation what's your angle what what does hotter get out of this? I just get a lot of enjoyment out of
2: seeing good things happen to people Whoa. who put in the work you know what He's I mean a good
1: fucking person like. And is no. that
0: <laughs> is that
1: is does that come from uh being shit on uh many times in the, in your past or like uh you you want other people to succeed and I'm sure other people want you to succeed as well but have you taken that angle from like uh witnessing failures of your own or where does that A mentality come from And it's also just like the the
2: struggles like of being an east coast artist is like man like it's so hard for us to get there that it's like For mm-hmm. sure It's so rewarding. Like when I was growing up, we had uh, Summer Rush, which was a big, excuse me, a big concert that we hosted in Halifax every summer. And we had big names back in the day, man. Like you'd have whoever was on the top 10, you know, the Billboard top 10 at the time, we'd have one of them come in. You know, 2005, we had 50 Cent come in and sell out the Metro Center. Like we used to have a lot of big shows and Halifax was a happening place and it was, you know, the music culture was so rich, and then something just kind of happened that it fell off, and it was like, I miss those times. Okay. It was such a, I don't even know what the word is for, but there was there was something about it that felt full. Like it felt like yeah, the, there was something you. about it, man, and it's just been missing.
1: What comes to my mind is how people talk about like the 70s and the 80s as like, oh, those were the times, you know what I mean? yeah. No, it was big like time. A, a chapter in human history.
2: A hundred percent. And I think like, you know, there's always gonna be like the two thousands were iconic. The two thousand and tens were <laughs> yeah. iconic. There was and, something about yeah, yeah. And there's always something about every decade and every era, but it's like for the last ten years, even fifteen years in Halifax, like that that something has been missing. Um and I think a lot of it comes down to the artists not being able to organize as much as I'd like for them to be able to, the venue owners kind of being, you know, on the greedier side. Yeah. Um, the promoters, you know, only wanting to work with like big, big, big names. And it's just, for sure. it's not a feasible thing in a city where we can't support our own.
1: So, well, do you think that um, places like Toronto, places like Vancouver, if, here's my perspective, if they were to reach out and, push their resources outwards they would see more success in other areas of the city but it's not beneficial to them similar to how what we were talking about in classifieds early stages where it was just uh, the return on investment isn't immediate or even within the short term Yeah. so what they're doing instead in these hotspots is keeping the resources to themselves and almost like not sharing the pie A 100%
2: man it's like crabs in a bucket
1: Crabs in a bucket. Yeah, man. It's, uh,
2: and Halifax was like that up until about two years ago. Um, and I like to think that we've kind of played a small role in swaying the culture and the, not even the culture, but like the, the landscape of the scene here. Okay. Yeah. I think network is net worth. Um, I agree. And if we're all working together, I think, I think, in Canada, it's the only way we're gonna see success. Absolutely. Um, because like our numbers are not comparable at all to the states as far as population goes. Absolutely, yeah. And it's also well, we t- live in a 10%, funny set. If
1: ten percent of Americans are listening, that's about the population of our country. Straight up. No,
2: exactly. <laughs> we are like literally one tenth of the population. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all right, now we, we gotta work together. <laughs> uh, and, absolutely, yeah. I think that's that might be what kneecaps a lot of talent in oh, Toronto damn. and in Vancouver because like you know if you're doing the same fucking five five big shows a year and you're only bringing out your same crew so you yeah. got four or five other artists that you do the show with and they're all more or, or less you know, the same fans yeah it's just fucking inbreeding the fucking performance <laughs> <laughs> like all it is is just a fucking rerun
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You got
2: to work with other people. You got to network. You got to share your producers. Do features. Sometimes you got to do shit without getting paid, just so That's you can what show it is. up. Yes. Yeah, man. Everybody expects to get the bag right out the fucking gate, but like, man, you're not entitled to the bag right out the gate. Like, put in some serious work. You might have wrote a dope verse, but that doesn't mean that you're worth, you know, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars for a feature. Like. You got to look at, all right, what's, what's the long goal? Like, what's the long term goal here? What's the play? Um, if I do this feature with this person, that might get me into their camp and I might be able to work with fucking four, five, six other people who all
1: absolutely. have,
2: you know, 10,000, four, you know, however many thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. And now I'm plugged in there. If I'm plugged in with four people who all have a different audience of 10,000 monthly listeners and I do a pro bono feature, that gives me 40,000 people that are, you know, catching something that I said at some point, even if they skip it, they're still catching a little bit of it. They see my name pop up. Um, yeah, and they'll be more inclined to click on the next thing that pops up in my name just because of the familiarity. So, you know, you got to do a little bit of stuff pro bono. You got to get your hands dirty. You're going to have to go a little hungry for a
1: bit. But <laughs> at the end of the day, man, it's like this. this is how we're going to see it. Man, and okay, I'm sorry to make this. It sounds like a stupid comparison, but I think I think there's something in it. But uh, just because I've been coming across this so often lately, and it's just by the nature of uh, where I am at my life in my life, I guess, like just kind of, yep. I- I've been single for a while, so like looking for girls, um, talking to a lot of people, and as it turns out, a lot of people have OnlyFans these days. Like a lot of young women are just doing that, and the way that they garner their um, attention, I guess, money for it is putting out free content initially, like just showing a little bit of skin. Yeah, and that way give them a tease. Get, give them a tease. They get their hooks into you. And then suddenly you're on a monthly subscription. Not me personally. Sorry, I've never, <laughs> never done that. I don't think I ever would. Yeah. But um, it's that initial investment of just, yeah, like you said, give them a little tease, do it for free. And then all of a sudden you, you don't see the initial return, but like one good client can net you Fifty years of income monthly, yeah, straight Who up. Who knows, right? Yep. Sorry for sorry for that comparison. <laughs> no
2: man, the, the hustle is the hustle. Whether or the not hustle, you know, the you're, hustle absolutely. You slinging beats or you slinging skin. The hustle is the <laughs> hustle.
1: Like, <laughs> absolutely. So, what do you think is the the biggest thing that's kneecapping people, as you so eloquently put, um, and preventing them from expanding in the way that we are uh, theorizing right now? Ego. Ego, really? Ego. You A think lot of that's people... the biggest
2: roadblock. In the experience I have, yes. Um, I've offered shows to people, like come perform. Um, in like in Toronto, it's weird because it's like I found actually every show that I have organized, minus Moncton on this tour, people ask me how much they have to pay to perform at the show. And I'm like, whoa, like you don't have <laughs> to pay to perform at this show. I said, if I don't sell out a good show like that's on me like that's that's my responsibility, so it's like, but then there's other people who I've been like, listen, I'm hosting this show at this venue with these dates, uh I'd like you to come perform if you'd be down. I said I'm cutting you in at ten percent of the net profits, um awesome, you know, yeah, and like yeah. if we flip five thousand dollars that night in profits, it's like you're going on with five hundred bucks,
1: five hundred bucks um, easy, yeah,
2: but I've had people literally be like, yeah, like. I won't be pulling up to that venue. It's like, seriously? They're like, yeah, that venue's not big enough for me. And then you go over their fucking Spotify. What? And you go to their Spotify and they got like fucking 500 monthly listeners. It's like, all right. Like, I'm sorry you fucking. <laughs> what? What?
1: They yeah. don't, like what? Actually, though, what? It's, it's like so a complete weird. lack of understanding of, of like business or even that's just lack of common sense almost. 100%. And it's weird too. Like, I'll run into that sometimes with like.
2: Um, you know, we're trying to line up features and stuff. People are like, Yeah, man, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm busy. It's like, All right, like, that's cool. Like, how about I send you a beat pack? And if there's anything that catches your ear, you know, get back to me in a couple weeks and maybe we can line something up. And they're like, Yeah, I just don't see it happening. And I'm like, All right, cool. Like, I was gonna pay you, but go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) doors closed,
1: bro. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's man, that's like the opposite of like, they're still starving artists, but they're not hungry. And that's exactly. And I don't know if you ever heard my song "Entrepreneur" off of. Oh, uh, I absolutely have yeah. off my
2: chest. So yeah. it's a similar idea where it's like you just expect something to land on your lap, but you're not gonna like you're hungry, and it's like you say you're hungry, but you're not fucking working for it. Like you know, it's you want something to land on your on your lap, but you're not putting in the work and in and creating the opportunity for you to eat.
1: Damn. And this is this is a phrase that I heard recently. Again, I I always forget where my quotes come from, but it's people will fight harder to keep what they have than to gain something. A hundred percent, I could not agree with any statement more than that. It it's like it's like a sad part of human nature.
2: Yeah, you get comfortable with what you have and can never imagine living with less. But the idea of
1: striving for more looks like work. Right, even even if that strive for more is like an opportunity that's presented itself to you you just are too short sighted to see the potential benefit and and how the fact is if there is any benefit that that is a good thing yeah it's it's all almost ties into like you don't know what you have until it's gone like you watch an opportunity fly by you see somebody else get it and then all of a sudden they're like that opportunity works out really well for them and you're just like i don't know fucking thumbing your ass or something, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Oh boy. But you know what? They're almost doing us a favor in terms of like weeding them weeding out the people who we don't necessarily want to be involved with. No, a hundred percent. And it's like and these are the
2: these are the things that I look for too, like to go back full circle again. Like when I'm picking people that I want to add to the label, it's like I watch these previous habits. I take note of a lot of things that people have done and what your track record is and it's like, man, yeah. like if you turn down even little opportunities, like uh, Frantic hit me up a couple weeks ago, and we did like a very very small set at a brewery in Halifax. Yeah, and it didn't have a big turnout, man. Like, but I wasn't doing anything, and I viewed it as an opportunity to get in front of a couple new people. And you know, it was a it was a twenty five minute set, I think. Um, and it was like, all right, like let's go. We'll we'll knock the rust off before this tour. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't a prestigious show by any means. The guys that came on after us, like, I think they might have had 200 Instagram followers, didn't really make a lot of their own original music. But, you know, it was an opportunity to get out in front of a crowd on a Saturday night in Halifax. For sure. And we took it because I was like, man, like, sure, why not? It was a little bit of work. We had to go in, we set up all of our own stuff, we bring all of our own DJ equipment lights speakers shit like that but like yeah man like we sold a little bit of merch which we are gonna flip back into the tour budget and we networked with a few people we got some new instagram followers people chucked us on playlists, playlist like so it's just the, even the little opportunities Dude. like yeah you never know right now these people might see us doing another show in Halifax, and you know we only ran into the two of them at the show that we did last weekend but If we do another show in a month's time in Halifax, like they might bring five or six of their friends. So it's, you know, it's, it's the snowball effect of little actions.
1: A hundred percent, bro. Because most people who, who you catch the interest of won't immediately become a super fan. That's something that's built over time. Same with like friendships or business relationships. Absolutely. You you start as acquaintances, you, you, you get the name first, you build a relationship and then you find out, holy shit, you know what? We vibe like we're, we're, we're practically brothers. Yeah. you know what I mean? No, that's it, man. 100%. Yeah, like you said, the snowball effect. Man. All right. Thank you so much, Hotter, for joining me today. No, I appreciate man. Thank you. you. I appreciate you it. Yeah, Absolutely. We'll do this again sometimes. We'll keep in touch. Definitely, man. Definitely. All right.
0: Take care, brother. All right, brother. Peace. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution podcast featuring Hotter. If you enjoyed this content and want to discover more underground hip-hop artists, head on down to www.reevolvemedia.com or search up the Reevolve Media Revolution podcast on your favorite streaming service. We are going to leave you with another track by Hotter. This one is titled Retail. My name was Jordan Lewis. Enjoy and take care.
3: Rex on top of Rex just like it's retail. Y'all been working hard on getting me tell. Cause the algorithm loves your hate of comments. If you got nothing nice to say, then Blossom. Rex on top of Rex is like it's retail. Y'all been working hard on getting me tell. The algorithm loves your hate comments. If you got nothing nice to say, then make sure that you drop it. Rex on top of Rex is like it's retail. Y'all been working hard on If you got nothing nice to say, then make sure that you drop, drop Dodging all this shit, I just bring daylight where I'm walking I'm up, I'm up, ray of sunshine, rainbow ending in my pocket That's my pot of gold Skydiving on space testers and you have this rope. I wanna see the glow Ibex is the best, I let them haters know to drop it This moment of like I like the car to